Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. everyone and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad. We're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, I don't like you anymore. How you doing? Whoa, whoa. What? Where's that come from? I take a couple of weeks off and you're on a journey across Japan. Have you rediscovered yourself? You've certainly rediscovered some beautiful Hatred. hair. Your hair is getting... You look a little bit like that um, that Argentinian leader with the big sideies. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. No, I hate you yeah. because moments before we hit record, Pete was like, mm. oh, you sound like you're recording... That The audio quality sounds better than normal. And we're not, of course, as you can tell, recording in the billion-dollar Braun Japan studio. I'm in like a shed <laughs> in a hotel room area in uh, North Japan, Yamagata. And yeah. yeah, so this is what I needed. Not a big, amazing studio. I just need like a crappy room to record in. Have you, have you kind of made quality. yourself a little sort of voiceover booth with, um, with no. like uh, uh, blankets and stuff? Oh. No, there's nothing. It's just this. There's nothing. It's me, this, this. And this crappy window. Help! Get I thought, me out I of thought here. it Send might help. be a window. I just, <laughs> I just. Is Send it one help. of those windows that like back, is it one of those hotels that like backs onto like a weird wall um, that, that you don't get any sunlight out of? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's just a very depressing window. It's shatterproof right. though, and that's, oh. that's what we need. When I well, get angry filming for twenty-one yeah. days straight, and I throw my camera the at window. the wall. Exactly. I will be well. But um, Chris, have you been Pete? How the hell are you? No, no. We don't want to hear about me. We don't want to hear about what I'm up to. How the heck are you, Chris? Because you, um, we've had a slightly sort of staggered uh, release schedule on the uh, on the audio side uh, and the video <laughs> side. I guess, yeah, that's what we're calling it. Staggered, staggered is the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know, like when you don't turn up for work like for three weeks for three weeks, and you turn up on on the last day, and you go, <laughs> "I know I am in the middle of my three month." trial period but i've had a staggered release you know so this trial period might take nine months um we have uh, we have not done uh, that many shows over the uh, journey across japan because it's been bloody impossible chris you've been in snowdrifts mm. you've been hanging out with all of your friends it's been an incredible technicolor um undertaking uh, on the youtube and uh, i imagine you are very much looking forward to your kfc christmas dinner I just feel staggered. I, I feel... <laughs> staggered. No, I feel good. I'm pretty good. I'm mm. Actually, I, the reason I'm a bit dishevelled and worn down today, I had some banking stuff to do while travelling oh around. 
and banking in Japan, you need like four different documents to do the most mundane of tasks. And right. of course, I forgot a document and all hell broke loose. And a team of like six staff congregated to discuss my fate. And I was just like, oh, I hate this. I traveled around for 21 days, made a billion videos, done some mm. insane things. But the real challenge was getting like $5 out of my bank account. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Japanese banking. Why is it so bad? Why can't they learn here? Banking. Anyway. <laughs> Banking aside, it's been good, Pete. Yeah, no, it's been good, yeah. man. I uh, journey across Japan. I think it's exceeded expectations. I don't really know what people were expecting. I know people were expecting mm. daily uploads, and in that regard, it hasn't exceeded that bit. But it as you said, it was never going we... to, Chris. You say it, no. like, it was never going to, simply because there's just too much stuff. There's too much. You know what? These days, the amount of 4K footage you're kicking around, different camera angles, audio as well. I'm I'm sorry, Chris. Like that's that's half a day's um, copy onto a hard drive for me on my own. Why didn't computer. you tell me? Why wasn't I warned? Why didn't nobody tell me, Pete? Why didn't nobody tell well, me? Well, I've noticed I... that I've noticed that one of your editors, uh, Dave Davy Davidson, uh, he has um, he's been spending a lot of his time um, during the Journey Across Japan edit um, eating Tamago um, um, Family Mart sandwiches, uh, and that's he's just daily. To, He's Tim just this day. His, his, his keyboard's covered in egg. <laughs> um, he's just today finished his last time ago egg sandwich. I presume he's sort of leaving for the airport fairly soon. But he's uh, yeah, he's mm. he's he's drawn a line on his Tamago egg sandwich, egg mayonnaise sandwich uh, experience. So that, that's very much his takeaways. I think I don't want to speak for him because he's not here to defend himself. But that's very much been his takeaways. He just loves the egg sandwiches. <laughs> they are quite good. I don't think they I had a single good. egg sandwich on the entire trip. Actually, what? Don't know what I've been eating this whole time. It certainly hasn't been healthy food, that's for sure. Have but, you been um, eating anything not on camera? Because a lot of like your adventures have been mm, spicy ramen, nice meat, slightly less good yes. food, loads of snow popping in your mouth here and there. And well, yeah. And the next two episodes are about food, or they've got like food as the topic. Anyway, mm. like I'm, I'm worried people are going to think Journey Across Japan is just Chris's gluttonous adventure, <laughs> me eating food. But really, like, the main reason, like, the food is the title and thumbnail is because, like, YouTube pushes that, right? And, for example, the haunted one that came out, YouTube's like, I don't know who's going to want to watch this one. I ate a ghost. You should have said, I've eaten a spooky spaghetti ghost. I tried eating Japan's biggest ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Why not? But with food, like, it just, YouTube's like, oh, everyone likes food. Yeah, we'll share that with everyone. And so food ones do really well. So, like, Mm. I think the next one, or the one after, there's, like, it's about some curry ramen. That's quite nice. But that's not yeah. really what the video is about. It's just like the right. lead in, you know. I um, see. Yeah, it's been good. I, I, I'm, it's one of those things, like depending on what mood you wake up in, it's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. And then some mornings you're like, oh, I hate this and everything about it. But for the most part, <laughs> nine times out of 10, no regrets, loved every minute of it. Just spending time with the most amazing team, just revisiting places from old videos that I wanted mm. to see. Again, you know, I went to uh, the the tomb of Jesus Christ with Connor, and uh, I oh, discovered yes. some new things about it that I didn't know from my last visit, which was, mm. you know, six or something, six or seven years ago, right? Um, I discovered that the tomb of Christ is run by a yogurt factory. It's it's maintained by a local yogurt factory. I didn't right. know that, and that's really some important blessed, knowledge. Some blessed ambrosia. What kind of yogurt? Um, is it kind of like um? I, I don't ever recall <laughs> eating any Japanese yogurt. Are they big? Are they a big yogurt country? Yeah, it's a tough one, really. People don't do dairy, do they? Here, so no. I don't know. But they do have yakult. If that's classed mm. as a yogurt, I guess that's not a yeah, yogurt. Yeah, I mean, most of their drinks will have a yakult flavour. I mean, my favourite mm. ice cream's always got like a 
Um, what's that? What's that stuff? Is yogurito is is a pretty big uh, 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 alcoholic um, kind of uh, kind of schnapps, I suppose you'd call it. Um, and I mean, does it? I mean, do, do they kind of continue the yogurt theme with the, you know, the stigmata, the yogurt bleeding <laughs> from from Jesus's <laughs> hands and feet? <laughs> well, thinking about it, there's a at the, at the you know the tomb of Christ. There's a big mm. placard, and it's got mm. very good English generally. Um, mm. Talking about in, like Jesus, what happened? Like, the English is right. like a, a native speaker wrote it. It's the mm. one time they've actually proofread the bloody <laughs> English, right? You got to do it right for Jesus. You do, you do. You got to do it right. Mm. Although, I, my favourite line is uh, Jesus Christ travels for like <laughs> in the book. It's like Jesus travelled for six years to Japan and endured the ups and downs of travel. I saw oh, the ups, the ups and, and downs, downs of travel in one travel. sentence. The pre Shinkansen era of Jesus' <laughs> travel through Japan. Six, <laughs> six years encapsulated in three, three or four words. <laughs> uh, but, but in that amazing English passage about Jesus Christ and why he came to Japan, there was no mm. mention of the yogurt factory. And I think right. that was a missed opportunity by the yogurt factory yeah. to push some of their yogurt based products like Delicious Jesus made milk. When Jesus made dessert. the ups and downs, he loved the yeah. taste of Takeshi Sato <laughs> yogurt. But no, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Right. Um, no loaves, yeah, fishes, g- and yogurt. Like I mean, what's good, good to go <laughs> great with those those fishes and loaves and that wine? I mean, good God. <laughs> we got we got a few angry messages from a few folks saying that this is, you know, blasphemy or whatever. Right. Well, I was like, I mean, don't, this, don't I mean take you weren't me. doing it. You did, I wasn't doing it. You haven't, set, you haven't set up a little hotel room with like this exactly. is where Jesus died. It's not just your fault. Don't shoot, don't shoot the messenger here. Like, no. I'm just telling people about the situation. They're like, and people are angry at me. It's like, well, don't shoot the messenger. Sure, not, they executed the messenger. They did. Well, not, not, in, the, not in Almori. Not in the Jesus Japan version because he actually came oh, yeah, to so, Almori. So what is the kind of what behest. is the kind of exit exit route of Jesus in this story if he's found in a um, so he didn't roll away the stone, all of that, no. all of the Bible stuff not true. No. He just went to Japan, Nonsense. kicked back, enjoyed some yogurtos, and then died of yogurt. <laughs> Apparently, Jesus came to Japan to, dis- to discover and study Buddhism. And I don't right. even know if Buddhism had, was practiced in Japan at that point in time, but what's right. a yeah. story for another day. And then he was like, oh, this is quite good, isn't it? And then, he, then it said, Jesus returned. <laughs> That's a big, that is a big vault pass, isn't it? It's better than what I've been going on about for ages, for crying out loud. <laughs> and, well, and then he goes back to Jerusalem, and he has the ups and downs of travel again. And he goes the ups home. ups and downs and he, of travel. And then, like, you know, everybody hates him because he's preaching. But then right. he gets, you know, committed to the cross or mm. punished or whatever, Pontius Pilate. Mm. And, uh, but then his brother Iskiri that no one's ever talked about ever, turns up and he's like, I'm going to do you a solid, mate. I'm going to take right. one for the team. I'll go on the cross. You go back to Al Mori. And right. Jesus presumably is like, oh, yeah, all right then. And <laughs> that's the story. And Jesus Cause that, comes. Because that is the that is message it. of Christianity. That yes. is the message of Christianity. Like, you know, giving your life to, so that someone else may flourish. It's scary Christ. It's scary Christ. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I it's think, uh, but I think he was grateful. You know, I think he yeah. was grateful for it. And then he comes back to to Almori, to the town of Shingor, where this tomb is, mm. and he lives out the rest of his days there. And he died at the ripe old age of 106. And that is the story, <laughs> the real story of Christ, right. as told by the people of Shingor in uh, in 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 Almori. And it's definitely mm. true. 
Yeah. Well, I wasn't allowed I, any of the onsens, though, because of his tats. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> but, what I, like, there's just so many, like, holes in the story. What I can't work out is where did this actually come from? Mm. At what point does somebody go, I know what we're going to do. Jesus mm. died here. And that's where things get a bit patchy. There's a few different stories. Like, on the, on the serious side, there, apparently there were some missionaries that were going around North Japan, I think, in the 19th century after Japan opened up and they were preaching around mm. and that it's their bodies that are actually buried there in this tomb. Right. Even though I don't think it's so much a tomb as just a pile of dirt with a wooden cross in it. It's open to interpretation, mm. um, much like the teachings of Christ. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Version. It's all very bizarre, but I kind of like it. And it was not a video, but because Connor and I can just, make fun of this ridiculous town and some people are angry on the other fence saying oh you shouldn't make fun of the culture of this town chris you shouldn't make fun right and i and if and if i thought they truly believed this i'd be like okay we won't mm. mock this but then you discover that not only is the tomb of christ there but there's a place just down the road where adam and eve are buried about a quarter <laughs> down the <laughs> yes. road yes why are they killing <laughs> all of these historical characters so hey. Guess what fl- hey, guess what flavour yoghurt they were eating? Hey, <laughs> come on. Honestly, honestly. So just, I think the town just got a bit greedy and they were like, how right. can we attract tourists and put no effort in? Winnie oh, the Pooh, dead in, on our <laughs> land. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore died yeah. in a car crash here in the town Eeyore's of Shinko. Come on, look at Eeyore, Eeyore just was willing death upon himself right throughout his life. And he's <laughs> loving the fact that he's buried in wherever it is. <laughs> oh my god well oh, like, yeah dear. so obviously we're revisiting some places like that but it's been mm. fun it's been a lot of fun and uh, just north japan man such an amazing place and mm. love it to bits and uh yeah i kind of needed it i think like a bit of an antidote to living in tokyo mm. right i've always been like the, the six seven months i've been here i've been like man it'd be really cool to go back to tohoku discover places and cover them and places i haven't like filmed in six seven eight years now so yeah it's been good to go back and um yeah Really cool trip. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk a bit more about the trip in the next podcast. Let's dive in mm. to, for the first time in a while, your stories, guys. We've got a story from Greg, who begins, Dear Chris and Pete, I'm writing this on the Shinkansen from Sendai to Tokyo, the tail end of my third trip to Japan. I'm no certified Japan enthusiast, but I like to think <laughs> I can get around okay here. Things surprise me a little less than they used to now, and I feel more comfortable with the little quirks of Japan and the way things are done that were much more difficult the first time I visited. One thing I was totally unprepared for, though, uh, when I was recently staying in Sapporo, is this. I made my way from the airport to my subway stop without having to step outside, as you do. And when I finally went above ground, what can only be described as a plague of insects were, were awaiting me. Oh, my God. This Ooh. is another Bible story here. <laughs> a plague of insects. <laughs> Within seconds, I was covered in them, and I looked around to see many others all flapping and waving. Is that the insect or the person? Women were shaking their hair and men were swinging their suit jackets to try to rid themselves of the tiny black flies. They were harmless, but it's no exaggeration to say that they formed visible clouds in the air and people were having to walk with their umbrellas facing forwards to protect themselves. What is this? This just sounds like hell on earth. Every few seconds, you'd have to sweep off the ones that had landed on you and I briskly made my way onto the safety of my hotel to wonder what the hell was going on. I mentioned this in a bar later on that evening, to which the response was, ah, Yukimushi, 
It turns out that before the first snowfall of winter, Hokkaido is totally peppered with these flies. They don't last for long, and some places were worse than others, but it was an interesting phenomenon that will definitely be a lasting memory for all the wrong reasons. Have you ever experienced the plague of the Yukimushi? Cheers, guys. Greg. Greg, who sounds like a story from Moses and the <laughs> tales of the curses of Egypt. I mean, I've actually never heard of this. I've never been to no. Sapporo just before Christmas, so mm. I, I've, I've never heard of this. I think just got unlucky. Very unlucky. Look, I'm, I'm looking farm. at pictures of... I'm looking at pictures of the snowbugs, the um, the yukimushi. Um, That's they, crazy. I mean, by themselves, they look quite adorable because it looks like they're carrying a tiny bit of cotton. Um, and uh, but oh, yeah. I imagine if there's like millions of them, it's absolutely gross. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. I've never heard of these before. I mm. like looking them up on Wikipedia. I don't think there's even an article in English. It's all in Japanese. Mm. So it must be like a Hokkaido phenomenon. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, firefly. It's, it, huh. It it basically sort of um, as you said it it, um, it signifies some beautiful powder snow on the way. Uh, so I imagine snowboarders. I, I, if I was a snowboarder, I'd get one tattooed on my neck. <laughs> Radical. I mean, <laughs> you could probably find some cool symbolism in there. They have no mouth, so yes, okay. That, but they must do you scream. Have no mouth. <laughs> <laughs> do you have? No and they mouth? live about one week. They only live a week. Oh, it's Ben. You know that song? <laughs> <Doesn't matter. laughs> God, uh, there you go. Though, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. That's, it's nice to hear a story where we learn something, something new. I learned nothing the first time. Chris, you I am an empty vessel that will not be filled. Everything I hear on this podcast just slides right off me, like snow off a shovel. <laughs> well, speaking of empty vessel, that ties in mm. nicely to today's news story—a very bleak one indeed, uh, and, a, and a mystery in its own right. What's going on in Japan this week, Miss Nelson? Fill us in on the news. I hope you're hungry, Chris, because you've got nearly a thousand tons of sardines and mackerel to eat, for crying out loud. Um, Floating on the surface of the sea off the fishing port of Hakodate in Hokkaido, uh, where we have got... uh, Did we go... No, I don't think we did go to Hakodate, did we? I can't remember. Anyway, um, a fisherman who's worked in the area for 25 years told the the celebrated Mainichi Shimbun, uh, I've never seen anything like this before. Um... 1,200 tons of sardines and mackerel were found floating on the surface of the sea and the people of Hakodate are I think it's fair to say, flipping out Um, the officials in Hakodate are saying don't eat the fish even though there's a lot of delicious fish sort of washing up Um, we don't know for sure under what circumstances these fish were washed up, I don't recommend eating them, Um, different theories have been suggested, Um, they may have uh, migrated uh, experts are saying, and become stranded after being chased to the point of exhaustion by a bigger fish. Uh, a mass mortality event can occur when there are sudden drops in the water temperature, causing the fish to go into shock. Uh, and obviously, uh, the, the the big story this year uh, has obviously been the um, Fukushima Daiichi uh, nuclear power plant uh, water release. Uh, we they obviously released a lot of water into uh, into the waters uh, far away from 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 the ports there. Uh, and um, the Japanese government are at pains to suggest that the Daily Mail's report that that might be uh, part of it. Uh, very much uh, not uh, basically disagreeing with what the Daily Mail are trying to say. Um, but it's 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 kind of difficult because obviously that like the reputation of Japanese fish is is quite low at the moment. China obviously banned. Mm. Uh, imports of the fish and stuff like that um, just simply because um, you know it was very political a politically motivated decision I think we spoke about what, that in previous shows but I mean it's 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 a it's a weird situation and um, I, I think 
the amount of kind of like uh, rid- irradiated water going into the uh, in- into the bays there uh, it wouldn't be enough to to to, to do this sort oh, of God, damage no. anyway. It's not that. I I'm no. not a nuclear expert. <laughs> Write that down. Put it on the wall. <laughs> but I don't think this has anything to do with it. That's just more of a PR angle. That's kind of bad mm. timing. Unfortunate timing. Mm. Um, no, where this happened, Hakodate is quite far away from Fukushima. It, mm. I must admit, it does all these stories. It is very much like the plagues of Egypt. First, you've got the Yukimushi <laughs> yeah. walking out the station. Poor old uh, Greg walking out <laughs> and getting swarmed. And now you've got like twelve hundred tons of sardines. When you said yeah. that, I, I pictured like twelve hundred fish in a pile, and then I realised, wait a minute, tons. And I looked at the photo, and it is quite spectacular in a very depressing way. Like there's just so many yeah. dead sardines on this beach. It, like <laughs> you can't see the sand through the the layer the, of sardines. It's pretty rubs. bad. Jesus, I wonder what happened. Yeah, I don't mm. know. Also, I don't know. Well, look, get get yourself down there, get yourself some delicious <laughs> free fish. That's all I'm saying. Delicious. Well, I've got a, I've got a Geiger counter, so I can go down there <laughs> and have a look. Um, yeah, that was one of the cool things about Journey Across Japan. Going back to Fukushima, actually, um, bit of a segue, but that was cool. Mm. It was really mm. moving to go back there and see what's going on, and uh, it's really interesting. Like. How they once they treat an area, the the levels of radiation drop just to normal background levels, but the mm. areas where they haven't been treated at all, it, you can watch the Geiger counter rocket up quite fast. You know, mm. um, really. How do they treat again, it? They just sort of like pour pour kind of soil. I don't I don't know how they how you treat something like that. Well, they just remove the they remove like a, I think it's like a foot or two of topsoil, and then right, they stick it in okay. bags and rebury it basically. Yeah, um, and wash down all the buildings and everything. And there's bits mm. that aren't. That haven't been treated right. Uh, like there's a there's a route through the uh, the the forests. The forests haven't been treated because right. You can't just chop down like a, thousands of hectares of forest. You can't wash a tree. Uh, I've tried. You can't wash a tree. You, just you wouldn't want to wash a tree. A tree. You can't wash a tree. <laughs> wash you a can't. Tree. You simply can't. Um, so, but like yeah, there's areas you can't get out of the car, and you can watch on the Geiger counter as it sort of goes up. Quite quickly, yeah. and it's like, oh, crikey! But really, I think you should. I think you'd really appreciate going to the exclusion zone, having a look around. To be honest, and I'm, mm. I'm amazed how f- close you can get to the uh, the Daiichi nuclear reactor. Actually, like I, uh, what like the opening shot of the the little documentary we shot in a day and released in two, which is probably the main achievement of Journey Across Japan so far. <laughs> is there's an opening shot where I'm talking, and then the drone pans up, and you can see how close we are to it. Like. It's bonkers like how close mm. you can get to the damn thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, fish, I don't know. Maybe change in temperature. Maybe some sort of chemical spillage somewhere in Hakodate. I don't know. But I'm yeah. pretty certain it's not the water that's been released into the sea quite far away in a different sea as well, might I add, into the Pacific. Whereas mm. this is the Sugaru Strait and the Sea of Japan side. So mm. yeah, I don't know. We should find out. If we find out, we shall let you know, guys. Or keep you posted on the mystery <laughs> of the 1,200 tons of sardines. So we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Dawson, fill us in. Hey, Kendrick from Singapore here. Travelling to Japan soon. I'll be visiting Tokyo, Nagata, Nagano, Kanazawa and Kyoto. Two questions for you. I am unsure how to get started using a drone in Japan and what to look out for. Do you have any advice as a drone owner uh, or a droner? Uh, so to speak. Uh, also, <laughs> since I've read this year will be uh, be an El Nino uh, year, I wonder how much uh, the amount of uh, snowfall uh, snowfall uh, will be like in these areas. Thank you and love the content you guys made. Make stay safe and take care. Chris, have you ever encountered any issues, problems, mm. what notary uh, as a droneist? I mean, you've got to. I think you've got to sign up online now when you have a drone. Like I, I did it. Right. It didn't take too long. It, there is like a two or three week approval process. So bear that Ooh. in mind if you're going to fly a drone. You've got to like sign up online. To be fair, right. the English side of things, the, the English is pretty good. It's not like a normal Japanese website, which mm. is something somebody conjured up in the 90s. Like they've, it's actually a good website portal. Mm. Um, and the snowfall was actually less. Like it was kind of a bit awkward in Journey Across Japan. Every episode, I'm like, oh, it's going to snow today. <laughs> and it didn't. And it was just like that for the entire series. Until, mm. like, the second to last day. Then it was, the heavens opened. It was awful. 
Mm. It's, I mean, it's, uh... I mean, yeah, I, I would, I, I would say that um, you've you've been facing like a lot of uh, challenges with with flying any sort of uh, uh, equipment in, in the sort of stuff that you've been having to deal with. I would say, it is true. But we got some really nice drone shots. It's been really mm. nice, and uh, yeah, and I nearly destroyed my drone flying it through the snow. But that is part of the did game. You, isn't did it? you hit a drift? Did you hit a drift? Did I hit a drift? <laughs> did you hit a drift, Chris? Know. No, I did not. I did not. Right. But <laughs> what I did hear is this message from uh, Leanne, who says, Hello, com- hello, compendious Chris and par- paragoric. What the heck is paragoric, Pete? Not a clue. These Give it a Google. I'll find <laughs> out for you. <laughs> My husband and I have enjoyed watching your content and listening to the podcast for years. I was also lucky enough to meet you in Charlotte, the recent Nottingham book signing. Well, hey, thanks for coming, Leanne. Uh, my questions are about the Japanese uh, Torsa Inu. A banned breed of dog that is illegal to own or import in many countries, including the UK, Australia, Norway and Denmark. I'll probably never get to see one of these dogs in person. So I wanted to ask, have you ever seen one? Are they common? Are they subject to any restrictions? What do Japanese people think of the breed? Is there a dog fighting subculture in Japan? Thank you very much. Keep up the great work. Leanne from Yorkshire. I mm. Do you know what a Torsa Inu is? You, you like your dogs. Oh, uh, I don't know. Are they like absolutely massive ones? Are they like, oh, yes, it's one of the um, Bully XL kind. It's a, it's not a Bully XL, but it's uh, one XL. of the few breeds that's been successfully banned in in, in the UK. Um, they're absolute monsters. <laughs> yeah, it looks so. The torso they in look, the 1800s. They look quite friendly, but like they, they do look quite friendly. It looks friendly, but it looks like if you look at it the wrong way, it will rip your mm. face off. You know, yeah. Uh, it was in the 1800s. The torso was bred with various other breeds, such as the bulldog and mastiff, to produce a dog that was heavy, agile, and powerful. And then it was mm. banned in the UK. So powerful was the dog. It does look quite scary. I haven't actually seen one though, off the top of my no. right head. Well, I think I think they're mainly. Um, I believe that is it. Dog fight? Uh, no, cockfighting is still legal in Japan. Sorry, I'm mm. <laughs> I think it's cockfighting. Is dog? I think dog fight. I think Japanese dog. Is dog fighting still illegal? Still legal in in Japan? Have we spoke about this before? Have I gone absolutely insane? I'm fairly I certain. You've gone yes, mental. It might Japan, be. It, yes, dog fighting is um, still. Yeah, and they dress and they dress them up in like mad kind of um, costumes. Like uh, like oh, if God. they win a match, they get covered in like. Um, uh, kind of, you know, ceremonial robes and stuff like they've, you know, won a sumo match or something. It's absolutely insane. I think it's it's not quite as violent as you imagine. I think if the dog gets tired or draws blood, I think the whole thing stops. But um, it's insanity to any normal person mm. to, to to imagine that. And certainly as a That's sad as a dog lover as myself. Oh. Although I think Lola Lola Abortari will probably give him a run for their money because she's he's very angry sometimes. <laughs> I was, uh, well, I was in Akita, you know, just a few days ago, and I got mm. to shoot a little bit with the uh, Akita dogs. I was interesting. Aww. The town of Odate is where they come from in like North mm. Akita, and there's a dog museum where you can go in and look at the dogs and all their favourite owners. And when I was there, yeah. like two or three years ago, there was a big picture of Vladimir Putin with his uh, Akita dog that had been gifted <laughs> by the people. I think the governor of Akita um, as a thank you to Putin and and, and Russia for. Uh, chipping in and helping after the Tohoku earthquake. Right. And uh, that's gone now. I, I was like trying to find it and it's gone. They removed right. it. So what's he done? What's right. happened? What could possibly have happened for this to to take place? But <laughs> mm, uh, strange. the 
you can see the Aita dogs though, and um, I was very happy to witness a dog ripping up a Curious George toy from a crane game machine. <laughs> the very Lovely. same Curious George I couldn't catch for like two hours on a Sea Dog VA video I did like a year or two ago. Uh, <laughs> I wasted so much time and resources trying to catch Curious George and seeing this this lovely Akita dog rip it to shreds in front of me was immensely, immensely cathartic. No doubt about that. Uh, got one last question from uh, no, oh, Heather, Heather Walker, who says, Hello, Crispy Chris and Peppery Pete. Due to allergies, dietary requirements and general fussiness, would it be weird or possible to just order plain rice at restaurants across Japan? Would they find it rude or just average gaijin behaviour? All the best, Heather Walker. You could just order all the rice you want, Heather. There are no rules. Yeah, and often, get it down, yeah. Well, yeah, and often all you can eat rice as well. So mm. you can go crazy. Yeah. Eat all the rice <laughs> your heart desires. Don't eat too much. It really does. Your indigestion. Bad for your heart. <laughs> doesn't do me, it doesn't do me much good. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comment coming in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. I'll return in a few days' time from this same place, probably. From this same the, place, probably. The, the hellscape. The... I look like a, I'm in a hostage <laughs> video. Bunker. There's no two ways about it. Um, yeah. I hope most people are listening and not witnessing this. <laughs> that would make me feel a lot more comfortable. But for now, guys, uh, we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Have a great few days. See you soon. Bye-bye. is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.